Mind the surveillance gap. This is the world. I'm Marco Werman. The Senate scrambles after parts of the Patriot Act expired. In Canada, similar legislation was proposed after an attack on Parliament. At first, Canadians were for it, but now support is waning. People are going to continue to be surprised at hearing what government and what intelligence agencies do in the name of keeping them safe. And later, the Icelandic language and why it hasn't changed in centuries. It has changed so little that we can read the saga just like on newspapers. Plus, one man and his dog protest the Canadian Postal Service plan to stop home delivery. They're not taking into account the effect it's going to have on seniors and people with disabilities, and that's our main concern. That's all today here on The World. Support for PRI's The World comes from Lumosity, offering a 10-minute fit test to challenge memory, attention, and problem-solving. With brain games to calculate baseline scores and build a personalized brain training program, performance can be compared to global averages. Learn more at Lumosity.com. And by TIAA-CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. Glad you could be with us. I'm not sure who's bulk collecting our phone records today. As you know, key parts of the Patriot Act have expired after the Senate failed to reauthorize them. That puts the brakes on Section 215, which gives the government legal authority to sweep up phone data. Now the Senate is considering a House bill that would address the issue, but thanks to Senator Rand Paul, the earliest action on that will be tomorrow. David Sanger of the New York Times says three separate surveillance methods are now on pause. Well, the parts that go on pause include one that is likely never to come off pause, which is the bulk collection of all the telephone numbers for all calls made in the United States and in and out. There's also on suspension, but likely to be uh, restored, some provisions that deal with national security letters, which are written by the FBI that basically have the same impact as a subpoena, but don't go in front of a judge. And some other provisions that would allow the United States to follow a suspect, even if he changes phones. Those are the three major elements. Two of them are likely to get restored, the national security letters and and following the suspects. The collection of metadata is going to move back to the telephone companies where it was years ago. I mean, there are people who say Section uh, 215 of the Patriot Act uh, expiring means the U.S. is a less safe place today, June 1st. Senator Rand Paul says bulk data collection is un-American and freedom trumps all. So uh, this seems to get to the heart of the security versus freedom debate. Who is right? Well, the, the way to measure this, there are two ways to measure them. The first way is, is it effective? And then the second question, after you've answered your question, is it effective, is, is it worth the privacy invasion for that effectiveness? And I think what you have to remember is that by the NSA's own measurements, this program was not very effective. And so that raises the burden on you to justify the potential privacy invasion. You might want to have a serious debate about privacy versus security if you had a highly effective program that also had a significant invasion of privacy. But if you have a highly ineffective program, that really changes the nature of the debate. Now, we should clarify that uh, the bulk data collection has been paused, but uh, surveillance overseas continues, right? That's right. 215 only covered collection here in the United States. There are other provisions 
including an executive order that is have long standing, and then a provision of the Patriot Act that allow for the NSA and others to do their overseas collection. And those have been essentially uncontroversial. They've also been the ones that have been more effective in the case of pursuing terrorism cases. While there's argument over that, they don't get at the privacy of American citizens. They certainly do get at the privacy of foreign leaders and foreigners. And President Obama ordered a reduction, but not an elimination, of the tapping of phones of foreign leaders after the revelations about Angela Merkel, the uh, German chancellor, whose phone had been sort of routinely intercepted since before she was chancellor, when she was just a, a party leader in Germany. David Sanger, what is your sense today on June 1st, 2015, about Americans' general comfort with privacy and their uh, willingness to trade privacy for less freedom? This is on a pendulum, and the 